morning tip. Good afternoon. It is April 12th, 2023. You're listening to a little column A, little column B, hosted by Will Limanos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What's going on, Will? It's finally here. Playing games. The playoffs are right behind it. Last week and just the, the whole last month of the NBA season is just such a slog. You got all these teams and it's just it's unfortunate you have multiple teams multiple teams that are in the playoffs that are just looking at the future and saying "Mm, i I don't think we want to win this game or you know we want to be healthy for the playoffs so we're just going to rest everyone i mean we're having rosters out there and you and i are both pretty plugged into the nba it's like i can't name all these starters you're looking at uh box scores they don't even have pictures for all of the guys and it's just uh it's just embarrassing so it was so nice it was so refreshing last night to have two games where Everyone that can play was playing. Tonight, it's win or go home for these teams. And if you win, you might not even, you might still be going home. But just, there's going to be no more resting. The guys are going to play. It's going to be every other day or maybe two days in between. We're going to get actual basketball for an extended stretch. And oh, it's just so nice to have. I, I'm with you. I'm excited. I'm happy for games to ha- finally have some meaning again. It felt like there was a little bit of structure possibility that the playoffs could move around and some team placement would move. and a lot of the other games just didn't matter because like Denver, a team that I've heard nobody talk about because they've locked up the one seed for almost a month and a half now. I'm not sure if anyone forgot that just because they struggled over the last week doesn't mean like they finished first in the West. Like there's still a decent thing there. Before we get into all of the games, you talked about games mattering and then the fact that there's a play in tournament. This is a fairly new thing to the NBA. They didn't always have this. They've done this, I think out of motivation to hopefully force teams to care about the games and try in trying the regular season now it's new like I said so we've had a scenario this year that I don't know if we've necessarily had before where Dallas essentially tanks out of the playing game which is the exact opposite of what I think the playing game was there for so I ask you is this working or is this just a weird scenario where it was best for Dallas to not make the playing tournament because of the trade they had made earlier in the year and essentially the trades they made over the last couple years but I mean the idea of the playing game right was to give teams a reason to care and a reason to try every night, and it, it still didn't work. Is, is there any cure at all to this? I think overall it's working. I think it's it's cool to have a little bit of the break in between the regular season and the season starting, and you have these these standalone games. The standalone games are always fun. You know, I was on Twitter last night for the first two games, and it's all anybody you know NBA Twitter is talking about. So it's cool. It's very much prominent. I think the issue you mentioned was it had way more to do with the trade that they made where they had a, uh, they were going to be giving away a top 10 protected pick. So for them, they decided we don't want to be any part of the playing game. We're not going anywhere this season. Let's drop down so we can retain our pick and we'll have a better future going forward. I think the issue is, is that you have a top five guy in the league and you, then you get Kyrie Irving mid season. So it's not, if you were OKC, I could see, ah, you know what? Just kind of slide out of here. It's like, you have the ability. It seemed like they controlled their own destiny and they decided very much, hey, we're done. We're out of this. And I think that's more of the issue. And that's why I think the NBA is doing an investigation because it was just so blatant. It was just so in your face of, yep, yep. We're, we, it's almost like if it's going to be that blatant, could, could you not just forfeit? And some of the other ones down the stretch of, if this is the effort you're going to put out there, like why are we subjecting fans to this? I can't believe I can't imagine the sponsors love it. Oh, just just forfeit. Just don't even show up. 
Well, uh, let me ask you. So, Luca on the Friday, the last game of th- that he plays of the season, it's Slovenia night. There aren't a lot of Slovenia nights happening in any other in any other team that I remember of. So, this is a night that's unique to Dallas that they're having. And we want players to play, right? Well, do we want players to only play the first quarter? Like, is that the solution to all this? Like, Luca played. Games played. For the for the awards next year, it's going to go by games played. Plays 10 minutes. That's it. That's all he played. Only played 10 minutes. But he played the game. And I guess an effort that, that that's – is that what we want? Is that good enough? We just want guys to make an appearance, come say hello, walk out of the locker room, and walk back away? I'm not sure I'm happy with that solution either. All of that being said, I still think this is the right move for Dallas – I it's it's crazy that they're in a situation where they're not a competitive team. They weren't going to do any make any noise in the playoffs. That being said, I, I think if you have a chance to make the playoffs, you should always try to make the playoffs. If you have a guy like Luca on your team that every other team wishes they had, it's a weird situation. I I'm not sure if this is the the point of the the playing game. That this is going to be a, a continuously going on every year thing where there's a decision something like this. But I don't think anyone's going to be in the draft situation quite like Dallas. So hopefully this is preventable. I'm not sure if the midseason tournament adds or takes away to any of these problems. That's another change that they've kind of made. But overall, an extremely disappointing thing for Dallas, and I'm happy that their season's over. I don't have to talk about them anymore. It's it's a weird situation for them that's happened. But now they're teams that care, like you said. They're teams that are supposed to be in the playoffs. Everybody's here. If you're healthy, let's play. Unless you're the Minnesota Timberwolves, of which they were missing a player. I don't know if you heard. Rudy Gobert did not play yesterday in the loss to the Los Angeles Lakers, of which if they win, they're in. They get to play the two seed. They would have locked in the seven seed. Would have played Memphis. Didn't happen. Close, tight game. But the reason Rudy wasn't there is the biggest reason, of, the biggest problem of all of this is that he hit a teammate in the middle of a game. <laughs> that, like, that's just Punched crazy. It, it, was, it was a legit punch, wouldn't you say? I would say it was an elite. It was a legitimate assault attempt. I'll give you that. If you want to go all technicality on all this, I don't, th- I don't think he. I don't think he punched him in, in the face, but I, I think he. It, it was a jab, and it, I, I. I think it's different than a hit. Not I don't that know. It matters in the I, grand scheme of things, but I rewatched the entire game. I watched all of the plays leading up to that. There's there's a couple of weird situations. So they're playing. Who are they playing? They're playing the Pelicans. Gobert is defending Valachunas for the majority of the first half. Now there are substitutions. Cat is back. Nas Reed is out, so the rotation's not quite what it what it had been. Valachunas is shooting a lot of threes, so Gobert is constantly being pulled out of the paint for all of this. Now the problem with a few of the plays prior to this was Gobert is not getting back on defense, getting to the paint because he knows Valachunas is going to hang out at the top of the key. So he's basically just stopping at the, th- the three point line, waiting for his defender. Well, all these guys are getting back behind him, and he's not helping in on any defense at all. I, I, those are just a couple plays that I saw. If you go back and watch the film, this happens three times, twice on a fast break, of which Rudy's just not back on defense, and he's all the way up on the front of the top of the key. Maybe that's that's great to be shutting down, you know, the the, the streaky shooter of Valachunas, or, or what? I I don't know what the solution is, but either way, it seems like this was ongoing. The suspension comes from ownership. It doesn't even come from the team, from what I heard. I don't know if that's just point the blame at this guy because I don't want to point it at me. I, I have no idea how this happened, but you talked about how all these games are supposed to matter. This is the time. This is the game. This is the moment you win. You're in. These are the playoffs. And this kind of stuff happens. Is, is it just stress? Like I, I can't think of another scenario like this of happening at such a critical time. I'm sure teammates have gone at it before. I know they go at it all the time behind closed doors, but to be 
on, on camera, man. The spotlight's the on you in the game. I'm I'm just happy that they won the game. I'm not so happy that they lost last night. It certainly felt like Gobert would have been helpful. But, I mean, have you ever seen anything like this? Like, I, I don't even know how to re- report the story or what we're supposed to point to historically and be like, well, you know, it's not that big of a deal. This has happened before. I don't remember this happening like this. This is this is different than the Draymond stuff too. This is this is in the game. This is we're, yeah, we're airing hear, the dirty laundry in front of everyone. You you hear different stories in the locker room and guys had to be separated, whether punches were thrown. But this was it wasn't even an elite even a leaked video. It was well. This is in the middle of the game. There's tons of cameras on all all of the time. Uh, you say well, when have we seen this before? What was it, 20 minutes later, a half an hour later, a similar situation happened in the Clippers game? The only – all right, the Clippers thing is that there's something. There was Bones Highland and Plumley. They're new guys, though. They haven't played together. They haven't been together. They're new guys to the team. They're new additions. So maybe a little icy of a transition for everybody there. You know, who knows? It takes you a little bit maybe to learn to communicate with certain people, learn to play with certain people. That might just be more of a growing pace. The other thing in, in, in Minnesota, though, felt – I mean, Rudy, I don't know if Rudy has a statu- uh, like a, a status there because of what they gave up for him or if he feels like he has a status because of the defensive awards he has or if he just has a status because he's a talented NBA player like every other ego in the NBA. So it could be a lot of things, but it, it felt like it felt like nobody was really that upset that he wasn't there yesterday, although they probably could have used him. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Should we just talk about the game last night now? I, I th- These guys are... Well, hold on. Just the w- last thing I want to mention is in, in this same game that you're referring to, Jaden McDaniels, another big man for the Timberwolves, gets mad because he gets his second foul and then the tunnel punches something. You can't quite tell. It was probably something very solid. Broke his hand. He's done for the season. So in one game, you lose two guys that would have been very helpful. Like you said, Nas Reed was out as well. So you're, you're, you're playing like the real bottom of the bottom of the barrel guys here just trying to make it work you were legitimately making it work last night but i i, I i'm at least glad the timberwolves and as a, as an ownership decided to suspend him that's gonna be super hard because he could for sure help you be better in the game it's a play-in game so there's a chance they might not make the playoffs because of this uh i imagine he's gonna play the next game but now it's you know winner winner you're done and anything kind of happen in those games and just just a you know healthy reminder: the Warriors didn't do this. Video came out of an assault on their team, and they said, "Eh, we, we don't know what to do." The Timberwolves at least said, "Hey, we we got to do something. This was this was not fair. We got to stand up for for Kyle Kyle Anderson who got punched. You know what? We're gonna suspend him for a game." It might be unfair to just accumulate all of this, but when you look at everything you gave up for Gobert, the picks, the players. The young talent, Kessler. And then you look at what else you essentially gave up for having him on your team, which you gave up last night's game. I'll say if he's there, they 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 haven't they might have a slightly better chance of winning a game that went into overtime, of which they lost by single digits. Maybe he makes a difference there. I I think there's fair to put a little bit of blame on him. Especially going being against there. uh going against Anthony Davis with uh Cat having foul trouble. Would have been nice would have been nice to having him there. Another the J- big man. The McDaniels thing, I mean, that's that's just frustration. But, you know, when there's a frustrated team like this, it, it almost feels like the, the drama and the distraction of whatever was going on everywhere else just frustrated McDaniels even more. This is the solution, though. I, you know, I don't know if you heard this. 
you know, the wall didn't punch uh, McDaniel's at all. Like the wall did nothing to him. This was an assault purely on himself. It's not like this. <laughs> it's not like this has never happened before. I mean, Amari Stoudemire did it much later in his career. It's just say Father Time is undefeated. The wall is undefeated. Well, at least Amari's was post a playoff game, I believe. I think. It was I think a- it was during the. I think it was it was during the playoffs. Yeah, I think it was after a playoff game. So it how, how does that make it any better? I, the game has a hell of a lot more value than a regular season position ranking of maybe we'll be a seven or eight seed. Sorry, just not the same value here. It's still it's still a pretty much ends ends your season and you can't play anymore, and it's just a pretty much a, like an emotional like hey you can't do that like your hands are how you make you make your living. All right, well, we just mentioned a couple circumstances that have just happened just this year of teammate altercations that we not only heard about but have witnessed and saw. 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 Is this is this a trend we're, we're seeing right now? Is The other thing is, is there was a point in time where everybody was so upset that everybody in the NBA was buddy-buddy, getting dinner before all that, and I, th- I still think majority of people are doing that. But the sprinkle of maybe a couple bad apples, a couple new transition teams here, a couple upset things, and is this something we need to – worry about like is the nba like is, do we need to address anything here is this happened enough that there needs to be something said or a rule established or or something well i i think it's interesting because these this is, this is players so the nba is less likely to kind of step in where if rudy gobert had punched valanchunas and then they had to be held back you know, depending on how the punch is in how it came around, you know, it could be a variety uh, amount of games. But what I'm seeing is the NBA hasn't stepped in on any of these situations and said, you're only going to suspend them one game and either behind closed doors said, it's got to be three, it's got to be more. This one being a, a play-in game, there's at least a little more weight to it than maybe a regular season game. But I, no one, no one was really actually hurt. I'm sure Kyle Anderson's you know feelings are hurt, but it's not like he was physically you know injured, so that that's good. But I think the NBA is not super concerned about it, as well as we're talking about it. <laughs> Everybody is talking about this. Like this is wild. So I don't think the NBA is really looking to say, oh, we really shouldn't have this. You know, I think they like showing the the, the passion, and as long as no one's really getting hurt in this, I think they're they're not going to really make any any any. Major decisions. I don't think that we should really be clamoring for too many. Well, playing together is hard. You're you're together a lot of hours. I I, I understand that. You working with coworkers, surrounded by the same people. But you say that, but everybody everybody in the country is working together with people that they don't necessarily enjoy all the time. And you made a good point when we were discussing it. And I said you can't assault a teammate. And you said you can't assault anyone. It's like you know what? That's a good point. If I'm frustrated at work, I can't just, you know, take a swing at somebody. If I'm upset at the grocery store, I just can't take a swing at somebody. Like, if it's gotten to that level, I get it's competition, so it's definitely different. But you, you got you to gotta be able to rein in these, uh, these, these, these feelings. I believe physical altercation is, is more of a, an attention-grabbing way, of which if you guys are already yelling at each other, you're already communicating. There's no reason for any physical things. You the, just need to use your mouth the, a little bit more. NBA, has had this forever. Jalen Rose, uh, you know, coined it of the the hold me back. Well, and I just that that seems like it worked for a long time. Of you yell and you yell and you get a little closer, and then guys realize that they're kind of within range, and you just hold me back. 
yeah, I, I look, I don't, I, Gobert's a giant human being. Not that Anderson is. These are professional athletes. I don't want to mess with anybody here, but Gobert reaching down from his, what, 7 2, 7 5 wingspan, you know, like just something. He, he had a long reach for sure. I just, it, yeah, he, he's, he's reaching from across the room, whether you like it or not. That's just the, the human being he is, but. It's it's not a fun story. It's not a way I wanted to end the season essentially for Minnesota on a bad note. But the, you know the real the real problem isn't necessarily all of this. I don't love the Gobert situation. I don't. I wouldn't have done the trade. I think that was outrageous. But the real concern I have right now is that I do really like Anthony Edwards. I do think he's going to be a spectacular player. Boy, did he struggle last night! But he was not that guy last night. Like, is this going to be a thing? Like, I wanted to play another playing game just so I can get him in there. Like, he needs some reps, man. You got to get some run because there was the window was there, man. They cleared the runway. Like, even last night with all the crap we just talked about, we just spent twenty minutes talking about something that didn't even have anything to do with the game last night. At least once the game happened, he wasn't. Gobert's not playing. You got to figure it out without it, right? So yeah. even without yeah. all of that, it goes into overtime. There was tons of chances. He's going against LeBron. Conley is playing the best game he's played all year. Probably the best playoff game he's done since Memphis. He, he was spectacular last night. I think they should have went to him more. They would have won the game last night if they if they treated Conley like a number one, like they did five years ago. They would have won the game last night, but they they didn't, and they did their best without it, and so be it. But I'm worried about Edwards. That wasn't a good game, and I don't really have – like, I can't point to, like, why did it go so bad? Like, who shut him down? Like, who's the defender on the Lakers, and who's the big bad help defender over here? Like, why why is he not able to drive against anybody on this Lakers team? Like, who's the guy that's stopping him? Confusing. I think you got, you got LeBron for help, and you got Anthony Davis also for help, and those are some, some big guys. They're wily and know where to go, and I think – the Timberwolves just stopped cutting and stopped running their, their their offense when the Lakers really knuckled down in the fourth quarter and said, all right, we're not messing around anymore. And they did the switch to get Reeves. Or, so Reeves was guarding Anthony Edwards. But then Ant like, didn't seem to like have a sense of urgency of, all right, I'm going to break you down. I'm going to get to the hoop. It was just, I'm kind of dancing with you where it's too deep to even take a three. And then, you know, eight seconds, seven seconds, six seconds, and then pass it off. And then Torian Prince is just kind of, uh-oh, like now let me try to launch over LeBron. And, oh, was that fourth quarter ugly for, for, for both teams, really, but extra ugly for uh, for the Timberwolves. It took Tatum time to figure out, let the game come to me, and then these are the moments that I have to be maybe a little selfish or a little bit more aggressive. It's really hard to, yeah. to find that, especially in a team – it doesn't play very consistently. This isn't the lineup they've had all year. They don't have – got to have such defined roles to really be competing for a championship. You can't have any hesitation on it whether or not you think this guy is or isn't going to shoot it. you got to already know. The good teams know that, and I think he's having a hard time knowing when those moments are, and I think there's certain points where teammates are hoping for him to take more and other teammates are hoping for him to be a little less passive, more passive and less aggressive. But it just, it just felt like – to hell with everything yesterday. If I'm the best player on the floor, I'm going to be the best player on the floor. These other guys are spectacular players. Been growing, looking up to them all growing up for the, my whole life. But they're a thousand years old compared to me right now. I could put change on the top of the backboard. This guy can't even touch the net right now. I should be able to make a difference in the game yesterday. And he didn't look like that guy. I, he has, but he didn't look like that guy last night. I'm, I'm concerned because I, th- I thought he was different. Like, is this just a bad game? 
there's a bunch of bad juju here? Like, because I can't point to anything. I just thought he played bad. He, he was weak. He was bad with the ball. He didn't shoot very well. His drives seemed inconsistent or at least not aggressive enough or unforced. Just a weird game. Seemed like he was missing some powers yesterday. He, he, just, a- he just didn't play well. It, it's it's not un it's not unlike what happened to Cat last year in the play playing game, where Cat was terrible. And like really suffered for it, and I think it might have helped him a little bit this year that uh, he he was out for so long, so the expectations were just way lower. But he he played real well yesterday. I struggled down the down down the stretch, but I, I thought I really thought that Ant was gonna have to be the the guy, but Cat was the one that filled it in. But I it's just so frustrating a game that goes to overtime, and you didn't even have to have a great game. You just had to have a not terribly awful game. He could have made the difference, and I still think he can make the difference. I, I think Minnesota can beat and will beat either New Orleans or OKC with or without Colbert, with or without McDaniels, with or without re, without with it, anybody. I still think the team that played last night, if they play that same way, they will win against OKC and, or New Orleans, whoever wins that one. If they want to, though. If they want to. Th- th- there's... I mean, we just talked about a half hour right now about the number of things that have gone wrong with this team. I, I don't blame anybody for essentially saying, let's just hang it all up and do it all over again because Edwards didn't look like he was ready to play another game yesterday. Cat seems like a real good game to go out on at this point because it was like, hey, he had a good playoff game. Let's just leave it at that and start over again next year. If they want it, it's there. I still think there's plenty of talent for them. All right, enough on the West. Moving on to the East. This didn't go the way I thought it would. I'm happy with the result of this, I I, I think. I've, I've been telling you that I've been worried about Miami. I've bought into all the Simmons jokes of all that. I thought playoff Jimmy Butler was coming. I thought Spolstra was going to be pulling things out of his ass, doing crazy lineup things, and they just threw a dud up yesterday. The only guy that shows up is Kyle Lowry, which if that's the Kyle Lowry you need to be worried about, by all means, let him have 40 points in a game. I don't care. You're not going to lose to that team. Atlanta whooped him. I thought Atlanta whooped him real good. I'm not worried about as a Boston fan about playing Atlanta. I'm actually more excited for this. Maybe it'll just be less physical. But is Miami just bad? Like you, You've been saying this all year. Like This team's finished at the bottom of the East. They're not very good. I'm going to give you your five minutes to just claim it at this point because I've been denying it until last night. I was like, man, maybe these guys really are just a seven seed. I Just all year, I think it was it, it was 30-plus something games toward, towards the end of the season that Atlanta – was never more than one game above 500 or below 500. Just never a bad losing streak, but never a really good winning streak. Uh, they played real well last night against Miami. I thought it was going to have to take something kind of crazy for this to, to all work, but it was really they kind of jumped on Miami, and then Miami made a run coming out of the half, but they always kind of kept them at bay and just never re- really got close. But uh, – we, we, we talked about it the, the past couple of podcasts and we kind of listed it out in the playing games of who we'd prefer to play. And I, I think both of us were in agreement that Miami was the least one we wanted to play and Atlanta was the one we most wanted to play. So when that upset happened yesterday, just like, oh, okay. All right. I'm feeling much better than I was really thinking we were going to have to go seven games with Miami in an absolute rock fight that was just going to kind of wear us down and someone was going to twist an ankle because Lowry just jumped underneath them and did weird stuff. It would have it would have been a physical matchup, and it would have beat the hell out of us. And somebody might have gotten hurt and been injured or limping the rest of the way out of the playoffs. We're avoiding that. There's now a new honey trap, though. Of if we don't play defense and we try to outscore Atlanta, 
the amount of bad habits we were going to pick up in a like borderline barely successful round one matchup, and then when the big wake up calls comes in the next round, we got to play an actual team that plays defense. That could be a really rude awakening, and I hope we don't fall for that trap. I think we should sweep this team, though. I think we should sweep Atlanta. If it ends up going seven, and you're like, "Well, you were so far off," I- I'll bite my nails with everyone else and, and quiver and be in fear out of the possibility of losing to Trey Young. I couldn't imagine losing to Atlanta and just having Trey stomp all over the Celtic in Game Seven. I can't imagine that scenario happening. I hope they don't win a single game. I hope that we just get this over with quick. Because the longer this goes on, the more those offensive habits are going to come in where Atlanta's like, nah, see, man, it's just easy. We don't play defense. We just score a lot. And the Celtics are like, oh, I, that's, that looks fun. Let's do that. Let's just not play defense yeah. and see if we can I, score. I don't, I don't really – do I have to drive all the way to the hoop? I just I just want to launch – I just want to launch threes and, like, you know, get this over with. Any any concerns you have for Atlanta? I, I mean, I just to be clear, I think not only did we say we'd rather play Atlanta over Miami – I'd rather play Atlanta over Chicago and Toronto. I would not want to play either of those teams. There's some like odd matchups with both of those teams. They both play like bizarrely good defense, and and I'd, I'd rather play Atlanta, even with all the habits I got there. But is is there anything you're concerned about for Atlanta? We 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 went we went, we beat them all all three times we played them uh, in the regular season. So that seems that seems good. Although that also doesn't seem like enough games. No, no, maybe three. Maybe that was like a healthy. I saw something that we were undefeated against them. Uh, I, they got Trey Young, so anything can always happen there. But Trey's just not very big. So I'm thinking whatever damage he does on offense, unless we really get it and we can do this, of we just do the matchup hunting and just focus on it way too much, and we try to get Tatum going against them and not going in the hey, let's just we're normal offense and when it works it works and if need be down the stretch once in a while but don't just harp on it uh i think i think we we're gonna have uh, have the advantage uh also want to mention the last time the celtics won a championship first round matchup was against atlanta and it went seven and it went seven and we almost so lost if that, if that happens i don't know you say we almost lost it went seven but that game seven that was uh that was a beatdown. Yeah, but there was even 30 seconds of Game 7, the first opening 30 seconds of Game 7. There's a possibility you could have lost. It, it, it was there. Oh, yeah. It you was know? like, why are, we in a, why are we in a Game 7 with this team? This team is super young. What, what is happening here? We were great all year, and now we're going to blow it. But we got our act together. I feel, I feel good. All right, moving forward, a couple things I want to say here. It, it, just quickly about Atlanta. Capella and Ukongu. We're very good last night. If we underestimate those two, this series, they're going to win some games. They rebounded. They killed Miami on the board. Just, and that's the one thing I didn't expect to see happen. And they had a little advantage on them. Bam didn't play very good. I, I We got to rebound. This team shouldn't rebound over us. They're, those two guys are active. But they're not unstoppable. Like If, you, if we just focus a little bit on, on their rebounding, it's not like they're going to hit kill us off their hook shot or their left hand or something. Like just... Keep an eye on the boards on those two because that's all they're going to do. They're going to go in and do that. That's their job. And if we treat it as if a less specialty job or don't focus on it at all, they're going to do a good job rebounding against us, and that's going to give them more chances than we want to gamble with. It's, it's one scenario I saw happen yesterday. I, they played very well. We'll see if they can do it against Al and, and um, Time Lord. Time Lord should shut all of this down just just being out there. Just body out there should be able to slow this down to some degree. All right, looking. I sure, I sure hope he's healthy. Looking forward now. All right, so 
let's just talk about the winners last night rather than the games kind of left to happen tonight. I, I really don't care about the 9-10. I don't think it's going to change anything. But I do think the seven seeds that are now locked in, uh, or at least in the West here, the Lakers will be playing Memphis. I think this is an interesting lineup, man. These are interesting matchups. I, there's no bigs in Memphis, and I, it feels ridiculous to say this, but I, I kind of like the Lakers matchup for you. I would have liked Minnesota's matchup here because they're huge as well. Perhaps I'm reading into too much of the drama of the midseason stuff with Jaw, and you know, maybe maybe I've just big men don't matter as much. Maybe I'm overrating big men. They haven't mattered in, in recent years, but it just seems seems odd, and it seems like this is a bad matchup for them. There's a lot of experience on the Lakers. There's no experience on 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 Memphis. I I like the Lakers this one. Am I, am I crazy for all this? Like like talk me out of it. Well, you've long not been a fan of the the Memphis TikToks, but I think this is where the Memphis Grizzlies are no longer the, the young pups. They're a little bit older. They got veteran experience. They're the better team. They've shown it all year, and it's just going to be LeBron's not going to be able to reach into that bag. Are you sure AD is going to be able to stay healthy? No. For for a full two weeks? So if he's not playing, and now you're putting Wenyan Gabriel in there, you're putting Jared Vanderbilt in there, that's not the same Kentucky Wildcat in there. That's that's gonna be a whole different. And we've seen LeBron is not just a, you know, he, he's not a machine. Look, he bleeds. So I think he he might be able to do one game, but I don't think he's gonna be able to do a whole series against uh, John Morant. Memphis is gonna have to score against them, and they'll have every opportunity to do that. But I think if you were the Lakers offensively. You want to go against a team that doesn't really have a big guy waiting to hit you down there. That's good for Davis, and that's good for LeBron, as well as those are undersized guys. They're going to be fouling both of these guys every time they drive. Could go, could easily be an advantage, just as much of an advantage for Memphis. They could. Nobody's going to come in and shut down Jaw. All right, that's not not saying that they don't exactly have a solution for Ban uh, Bam either. Not Bam, Bane. There, there's weapons on on both sides here. I just. This isn't a matchup I would have wanted to pick if I was Memphis. And if I'm the Lakers, this is a matchup I would have wanted to pick. This is the one I want. I want these guys. I don't want Denver. I don't want the Kings. I want Memphis. I think this is a good matchup for them. Now, that being said, everyone's picking the Lakers to go well beyond all of this. You brought up so many points. of They barely the beat the Timberwolves without two of their starters last night. I, barely at home. I believe if they're yeah, or if they're able to be perfectly healthy from here on, right? We're we're in a bubble. We're, health is not a concern. Oh, yeah, don't bring us back to the bubble. We're in a vacuum. <laughs> we're, okay, all right. I like that a lot better. It's a say. I thought it was a good double. All right, it, was a, it's, it's, it made sense. We're in a, a double vacuum. Bubble is what you did. In a vacuum, if these guys remain healthy, yeah, sure. I think they could, in theory match up very well against the Kings in the next round and they could advance on to all of that. But the, the idea that these guys are suddenly going to be able to remain healthy. Dude, it wasn't that long ago that Dennis Schroeder was on the Celtics. Are you confident that he is going to be able to hit that big three like he did last night if again? He's, if he's wide open, yes. But I think teams aren't going to leave him wide open because they shouldn't. <laughs> like it's, it's possible to guard everyone on all these teams. There's somebody you should leave open on the Lakers. I, I think he's one right now. At this moment, I wouldn't leave, but you know, I'll take my chance. Who, like, how many other guys do you want to list on the, on the Lakers right now that you would let shoot that open shot? So we'll take away LeBron. We'll take away AD. We'll take away Schroeder. Is there anyone else on that? Like, I would take anyone else shooting that. I'll let Reeves shoot that. 
I'll let was it Beasley shoot that? I'll let I I really don't mind because LeBron was driving to the hoop and there was uh, it was under it was for sure under 10 seconds. I think it was even less than that and it was a tie game. So it wasn't a a three is the only game that could beat us. You know what's going to beat us is LeBron going right to the hoop and just mashing this like he's done for 20 plus years. So I don't mind the extra help and forcing somebody else to take the shot. Uh, I thought it was funny that both of them did the same uh, ice in the veins uh, move right afterwards. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. AD... What, about, what about Anthony Davis messing up and fouling Conley on a shot he was never going to make? He was so deep in the corner. How did he get so open? Like what was this part of the play? Was that the play? Was it the Did play? you see it? There was a back screen. It was a really good play. It reminded me. It's got to be. I don't know if it's exactly the same, but a variation of that Brad Stevens uh, out of bounds timeout that got Jalen Brown open in in the corner. Like, great play. You got a shot off in a position where it would have been. You need a three. If, if it had been anybody else but uh, Anthony Davis, they would have been able to throw that pass lower, and he would have been in a much better uh, position. But they had to throw it over. AD and then AD just went way too hard. He's done that. He's done that before. He did that uh, when he was uh, on the Pelicans against Curry and just absolutely wrecked him in the corner. I don't believe we're in a situation anymore where refs are going to swallow the whistle for shooting fouls. I think they will more likely swallow the whistle for driving into contact. Both guys make contact. Both guys are, have arms on each other already, hands on each other already. I think that's the kind of one they're, they're going to let go at the end of the game like that, where there's no time left, and if we blow it, we're really deciding the game. This one, though, this seemed obvious. This is something they focused on, and this is something also there's a spotlight on it. The ball, there's only one ball, so one guy shooting it, that's what we're looking at. And it just it, it was boneheaded to, to knock him over, to challenge him in that way. This is already – He was so far in the corner. There was a chance like he was going to step either out of bounds or not. it wasn't even going to be a three. It was going to only be a two. I mean, just just to just talk this out a little bit. All right, if Conley is wide open right there and Davis doesn't hit anything, he makes it, what, 35% of the time, 40% on a good day, 30% maybe on average? You mean, like, nobody in the gym, he's just there? Or just you mean there, just there, like his percentage in the game right now. What is his three-point percentage? Oh, it's well under, well under 40%, just wide open like that. So I'm just saying you got to put that little tidbit in the back of your head and say he's already shooting this much. Now, how much does that go down if I just have a hand in his face? It goes down a little bit. You don't need to go out and tackle a guy to stop him, all right? You could play the odds. Yeah. You could get it down to, like, 10% and be like, all right, I did the best I can. And if he makes it, you shake his and hand no and you live with it. He has no other option. He has to shoot it. There was 1.4. So it, there was no – he might pump fake and drive. It's like he has to take a three. This is going to happen. I I was impressed uh, – He's a professional. He's a point guard. He should. But, oh, man, you got to make all, all three to send this to overtime. Like that, that's the only option. Whew. All sorts of beforehand, the shenanigans. And, I, you know, I'm sure they're saying all sorts of things and they're doing the exchanges. So just like extending the time. And that first one, that first one was short. Once he made that one, I was like, he's got the other ones. But that first one, oh, boy, they did the replay showing his face. I was nervous for him. I, I really like Conley. And there's, Eventually, we're going to say goodbye to Conley, all right? I, it seems like he played fantastic yesterday, but the, the, the years are behind him. It was really, really exciting to see him play well yesterday and be back on, hopefully, a potential potentially playoff team again, and, and it matters. I, w I wasn't worried about him. I just didn't want him to miss it and that to become the story of, like, oh, Conley 
you know, they get bailed out with this crazy bad Anthony Davis foul, and he just couldn't make the free throws. I didn't want it to end like that because he played great that yeah. game too. Because really, really, the the guy that lost this game, I, you know, it's not one hundred percent, but was uh, Kyle Anderson with under thirty seconds, just dribbles it off his foot, backcourt violation. They don't even get a shot up. Yeah, maybe go a little faster for that. Maybe not so slow motion. Just, just don't up. dribble it off your foot. I, I that's it's a, like the one thing. That's a the, I, that's a moment gets you, man. Like you, it starts just tight, you know. Just starts to really nothing comes easy anymore. Uh, it was there was so much in that fourth quarter that was neither team wants to win this, and just a lot of stupid plays and. A lot of bad turnovers. I mean, the Lakers in overtime, when they're up three, all they got to do is pass the ball and get fouled. This thing's over. They get a steal, and Torian Prince gets a wide-open three, just can't hit it, where it's like, this could have, you know, gone to, gone to double overtime. I thought it was funny for me, because I, I feel like I'm in a small group, and I'm probably not that small, of I like college basketball, and I like the NBA, both a lot. I watch as much of it as I can, but there's a lot of I'm in one camp or the other, where last night, a lot of NBA guys, like I said, this was the only NBA games on. So everyone that's in that world is watching it and commenting on it and just seeing, man, this is a not so not great basketball, but oh, man, is this intense? You know, the winner moves on and the you know, loser's going to have to play again. Like, this is a lot of fun. And it's just like you were just complaining weeks ago about college basketball and all the time I hear about it. Like, this is kind of what college basketball is. It's not the best basketball, but man, you are just in like plugged in. And you're just like hanging on every moment, and just why, why do you have to bash college basketball? Why this? You, you like it when you see it. Well, just, just just deal with it. All all it took was 20 years in the NBA for LeBron to finally reach a college athletic level of athleticism. It just took 20 years, and now he's finally the level of amateur athletics. This is this is great. Well, just, that's that's not nice. That's not nice to LeBron because LeBron would if, uh, if I think if LeBron was put on any college basketball team, that team would win the national championship. I, I don't even think I think he could do it for like five more years. And it's still there's a there's a still a physicality and a size and a comfort and just knowing. Yeah, just knowing. And, I mean, that's and that's even taken out just the like the, the intimidation factor of just that that's LeBron James well, from from the referees, from the other coaches, from the other players. Well, eventually, some young buck is going to come up, and they're going to snatch the belt from him. It's up there. It's happened to a couple guys before. I thought Edwards had a chance yesterday to really, really make a name for himself and really just say, hey, man, I went head-to-head against your boy LeBron. That guy you said if they beats us and he beats the Memphis and he beats the Kings and he, he, that guy, you picked him. Yeah, I just whooped him. Not so much. I, it's not so much. Ant's a, Ant's a bigger guy. So he's, he's not the same size as LeBron, but – you. you Kind of think of him a little bit as a football player. So if you're going to mix it up with somebody, he's someone that can mix it up, and that was that was not the case. Uh, all right. Is there any other playoff matchups you really want to get into? I feel like we've kind of mentioned some of them before. Is there is there any upsets you for sure want to point out? I have I – ha- I think I have one I'm, I'm willing to share. I already picked one in the West. I, I think the seventh seed is going to beat Memphis. But the other drama I, I think for sure is in the East, but – let me let me let you ask you you go first. Is there anything you want to talk about here? Any specific matchup? Uh, the March Madness was just super wild. It's gonna be the complete reverse for the NBA. A lot of chalk. All first round, all chalk. Yeah, I'm not I'm not taking chalk. I, I'm I'm saying Memphis is going home, 
and I'm going to say Philly is going to go home. I kind of hinted at it last week, but I, I don't really love what Philly's doing. You mentioned it before about the strategy in beating and beat, and I just think of the Nets. If they do that, they they have enough around there, I think, to, to score and to defend and to foul and to slow down the Sixers. There, there's a scenario, though, too, where maybe Brooklyn just wants to pack things up and start over again next year. Half of these they guys, just, have, they like all just got together and they're all over the place. I just don't know if they had enough time to gel and really make a run at this. I think if maybe they'd been together all year, I like what Mikel Bridges is doing, but it's just the team is just so much upheaval from the beginning of the year and coaching changes. I just think it's it's just too much to try to try to get get the upset. For sure, there's something inside me that just says that nobody thinks it could be us and that that's somehow going to be enough to rally and unite all of this. And then there's also just a chance, like I said, that Embiid could just be just uber, super, uber dominant and just averaging 40, 30, huge, huge numbers, of which they don't have. Nobody has a, a, a solution for any of that. Like, there are guys in the NBA where you just take it, and you just hope that maybe, maybe it doesn't kill you entirely and you just have a chance in these games. I, I you know... I like Bridges. I like Bridges. I like I like their defense. I think they have a chance to be a really good defense and really confuse uh, the Sixers here. And not alone, imagine one injury on the Sixers, man. I just there's a, there's a fragility there that I think you take one guy out and, and it all falls apart. I think you take Maxi out. What did you out. think of uh, Bridges ending the season where he uh, he just immediately gets the foul, gets out, so he can say he played every game? I don't like it. I, I don't like it. Is if I'm if I'm a fan and I'm there to watch you play the game, that's that's not getting that's not getting it done for me. And as well as if I'm an employer and I'm paying you per game, that's that's really not not getting it done for me. But all that being said, if the rules in the world in the league allows you to do this, well then shit, you got every right to do it. Like tell me otherwise. Like tell me, show me where it says you shouldn't do this, and show me where it, it was announced. It was announced before the game, not way before. But if you're going to the last, I mean, really, we know now. If you're going to any NBA game, you gotta go in with the the understanding that the best player might not play, and especially the last month, and for sure the last game. Like that, that's why the tickets are so cheap. That's why it's fan appreciation night, and they're giving away free hot dogs or whatever. It's because. They, this is not going to be the team that you saw there in the year or the team you're going to see in the playoffs in a week. I, I, I don't, I don't like it. I, it's look good for you, but not, it's cool, but not that cool. Like it, it's like, I'm happy for you, but I'm, I'm wondering, is this something that we'll see next year with the new CBA coming in and saying, Hey, well, you sort of have to play 65 games. It's you have to play 65 games unless X, Y, Z, do we see this more often down the stretch of I'm having a great year, but you know, today's my rest day. So tip it foul. I'm out. That counts as a game played. Now I have 65 games played. Put me in the discussion. I don't think that's a better NBA product. So I, I don't like it. I'd rather you just not play. Although it is fun to see the guys. Like even when they don't play, it is fun to see the guys, see them warm up, see them shoot around. That's not what I paid for. That's not the, that's not what I, my ticket should have equiv- equated to. And there's a disappointment in that in most nights of this. And now, I, I don't like it. I just don't like it. If you could play, you should play. If you can't play, don't play. And it's fine if it is that way. But anything else in between just seems 
like a story I shouldn't have to worry about in a, in, in a work schedule that you would never have in any other scenario. Like what's a, what's another job where it's like, hey, man, I'm going to check in, but I'm not actually going to work today, but but I'm going to check in today. It's like, what? Like you can't clock in for five minutes at work and expect to and take credit for the whole day. Count it, count, it, count it as a full day, yeah. The other thing I don't understand is they have so many off days that nobody practices anymore. Like your your game, the game is it. Like that's it. There's there's nothing else before. There's nothing else after. Three hours. I, I know. I, I think this. I think this is just the, the the way that it's gonna go because, uh, the the doctors and the teams understand the regular season doesn't matter. It's about the playoffs and the players. They of course want to play, but it's still it's a job for them. So if the boss says, "Hey, don't bother coming in today," I don't think you're really gonna fight it and say, "Wait, you want me to go out there." run around, do all the things, or I could just stay at home and I get paid the same amount of money. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to do that one. Yeah. I, it's, but yeah, put your, put yourself in their situation. Tell me you wouldn't do anything differently. Not, yeah, not the boss says you don't have to come in today and you're going to get paid. It's like, okay, cool. Snow day. Everybody loves snow days. Ah, I'm over the snow. Bring on the spring. Ready for the mud. Uh, you, you brought up, yeah, brought up the CBA. There were, some new additions and some new changes to the just the NBA in general. I, I believe you got a list of, of some of the changes. You want to just read them out, or is there anyone you want to? Sure, sure. I'll, I'll kind of read out a you know a couple and see if you got any thoughts. And if not, we can just kind of move through this pretty quick because there are, are a bunch of things. Uh, one of the new things is NBA players will now be able to invest in NBA and WNBA teams as well as uh, sports gambling ventures and uh, cannabis companies. Okay, pretty pretty much stuff that everyone's been inquiring about for years at this point. And they were like, okay, yeah, fine, we'll we'll let you do this. This seems to be like we're going in that direction. It seems to be. And they definitely have like this has just been it's basically been agreed upon. There's still some details that haven't come all the way out. It's not been officially, but they have all these things in place. Of it's not going to be, you know, Jason Tatum just owns a part of the Sixers or something. It's like weirdly, it's like in a trust and it's a fund and. There's all these kind of mechanisms in place to try to make it. And with the, uh, the sports gambling, it, it, you know, they got to keep their distance. It's not a, hey, I'm Jason Tatum, and I think you should take the over on my points tonight. It, it's going to be a little distant, but definitely something that I think five, maybe ten years ago, if you said, yeah, the NBA is going to be cool with players investing in teams, cannabis companies, and sports gambling. I've been like, wait, what? That, but – Things are changing very quickly. It's it's new. It's new. And then there will be drama that comes with it, and we'll treat that on a case-by-case basis. But until the drama is uncovered and the shadiness is found, you know, I'm all for it. And I don't know if everyone's going to be even looking at it that way. I think these are just looked at as business moves. They're not even, like, looked at as, like, weird side ventures of, of risky look down businesses in society this is just a chance to make more money and it's like why we're, we're players we make all this money why can't i invest my money in what i want to invest it in that i think is going to make more of it and that's that's all we've allowed him to do i, I don't expect it's not, it's there's not, no not even that it's, p, p rose isn't coming back that like that scenario is not going to happen at least i would be really shocked if anybody was able to pull that off and that the secret of that was able to be kept today you can't keep any secrets anymore of anything no all right what no, are the rules and, we got all right the other, next thing is uh, you can have more than two designated Supermax players. So 
just like it sounds like the probably the biggest beneficiaries of this are the uh, are the Cleveland Cavaliers because if they want to give Evan Mobley the max, both Garland and Donovan Mitchell have the max right now. So under the old CBA, they'd have to trade one of them to give Mobley the the, the max. That. <laughs> All of these contracts, it sounds, yeah, 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 great, great. It's it's awesome. We have more talent in the NBA, more guaranteed contracts. This is, this is probably, this is good. This is progress. This is all of that. But you just know that this is going to just destroy some team that is just poorly managed and signs two of these guys and one gets hurt and the other was just totally not worth that. Countdown to when that starts, I don't know, one year, two years. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a good thing, though. It's, it's well, a good it's, thing. It's a good thing. I, I think... I don't, I don't think a lot of people even realize that rule is in place, mostly because it's not like this gets rid of the salary cap. You still have to play by those rules. So, like, how many teams really is this going to impact? And it's just like, hey, if you've managed your cap and you want to go with, we're paying these three guys the max and we're, like, really not paying anybody else, like, go for it. This seems like it was protection that they were like, no, 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 we don't need the, the warning. It's fine. We, we'll pay somebody a certain amount of money twice if we have to. It's, a, it's amazing how many of these rules either being implemented or that are already in the CBA seem to be mostly saving the owners from themselves. Yeah. All right. What else we got? Uh, so the new TV deal is going to be coming up soon. But rather than last time where they voted and decided, hey, as soon as that comes in, big spike, Kevin Durant was able to go to the Warriors. This time they're going to be doing a, uh, a smoothing. So rather than one big spike, over several years, it'll come into play. I kind of like the spike drama, though, of, of, oh, my God, the Golden State Warriors are going to be able to afford Kevin Durant. The only the only thing I didn't love about all that, just how dominant they were and how boring of a season it kind of turned out to be. But there was, there was something exciting, though, where it was like, I think in our mind growing up, it was always like, why doesn't everybody just get together? Like, you could just kill everybody if you did this. And, well, that that's the scenario where, where it happens. And as fun as it was, I'm, I'm not... I'm not leaning towards it. It's just fun. It's just fun to talk about, but it wasn't fun to live through. I guess I'm still recovering from the trauma of it. I, I can't believe he got up and left that team after even going and doing all that. But I think all this is good. This is all progress. This is all based on the stuff that's recently happened and the outcomes of it all. And like, I think this was a huge successful season for the NBA. This was awesome. There's a lot of good players, certainly a couple bumps of the road, but talent wise, I, I think these are the 20 best, like, NBA roster depths that we've ever had, like easily one of the higher seasons, if you ask me. So I'm for it all. Uh, the next one is the uh, the midseason tournament, which has been talked about for a while, but we're getting a little more of the the structure of it, where there's going to be pool play in the in the middle of the season that will count towards the regular season standings, and then there will be. They keep calling it. There'll be a Final Four. But I mentioned it last time, and I looked it up in the meantime. The NCAA has Final Four trademarked. So I don't know what they're exactly going to call it. It's going to be at a neutral site. And so the two teams in the final would play, end up playing 83 regular season games rather than 82. It's it's fine. We're going to have to talk more about that when we get to it. It doesn't, it doesn't feel real right now, and I don't know how it looks or what it's going to act like or what teams are – going to be in certain situations that this is going to matter or not matter this is going to be like the playing game this year where there will be an odd year where dallas has an advantage of not getting into it or there's a year where there's a huge advantage for a team really caring about it and it made a big difference and and who knows it's going to go everywhere i i'm for it because why not we got a good thing going i think we we can make some changes i'm, I'm not scared of it all 
and we can always get rid of it and go back. This doesn't have to be a final I, thing. What, what I think is going to end up happening is that teams will take it seriously, and so that will be cool. But similar to how right before the playoffs, things are set and everybody rests, I think it'll be right before that, there'll be a bunch more resting. So maybe it'll be better for fans to be able to focus, or actually the reverse, of not focus and go, oh, this is the uh, the two weeks before the, the play-in, or not the play-in tournament, the, the mid-season tournament. Oh, okay, cool. Like, yeah, I'm going to watch football. I'm going to watch, I guess they're probably already watching football, but I'm going to watch college basketball and more of that because everybody's resting, and then I'll, I'll lock in when that happens. I think what they're hoping for is there are these momentum boosts of the NBA season where, all right, opening opening week, right? All these teams, new rosters, guys we haven't seen on certain jerseys, guys coming back from injury get to play. That all kind of happens. And then there's a little bit of a break, and then I think Christmas is kind of a big time where you get the daytime yeah, game, definitely. and and then the momentum's going. And then after that, it's kind of like all-star break, and the trade deadline's kind of right around then. And then after that, it's just a march for the playoffs, and the seeding starts to matter. I think the, the playing tournament's going to fit kind of in the middle there where it's just like, all right, we get through opening night, we get through this playing tournament Christmas and the trade deadline with a little extra stuff kind of going on in between. It's 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 fine. The problem with or the reason they're adding all this is because the season's too long. It's just too long, and you have to constantly add these little spikes that I just talked about to make people care about it because it's a long season. And if this is the if you're not going to make the season shorter, I guess making stuff during the season matter more or more important or more newsworthy is the best way to go about it. But does it fix everything? I don't think so. Is it going to change everything? I don't know. Are we going to look at this playing game next year and be like this team that is a nine seed played 83 games because they played in the playing game and it's the only reason they got in as a nine ten seeds because of that extra game? I, I have no idea. I, I have no idea how that's all going to play out. But it, it might not matter at all. It might matter a ton. I'm curious to see what it, how it plays out. Uh, all right, what, what, what else What else we got? The All-NBA voting is now going to be positionless. Uh for the the one that really impacts uh, or has in the past couple of years was Joel Embiid finished second in MVP voting, but didn't make any first team All NBA because Jokic was ahead of him. So rather than hey the second best player should still be on the first team, it's because he's a center. The guy in front of him is a center, so he was bumped to the the second team. This is a this is a list thing where. We've we've undefined what basketball well we defined what basketball was like fifty years ago and and yet we've still said yeah we're gonna go with that same definition as if it's the same game still being played. Well, that being said, the the point of these records I think are for historics, are for comparisons, are for this is the way it was and this is the way it is now, and that isn't gonna be the case when we look at this going forward. The other thing that's a little tricky to all this is that they have attached a ton of finances to these awards. And that's built-in contract stuff from the past, where if you are All-NBA, you do become eligible for certain things, and you can get more money. It just seems like a weird thing to be hinged on such a business move as well, and that this maybe makes it better for that, but this doesn't really historically capture the way, or at least compare very well to anything in the past of anymore. There's been center dramas and position dramas where, you know, years where Shaq was there, there was no other. There was probably some other good centers in the league. There's probably some other good centers in the league during Duncan. I mean, KG. All these guys are fighting for the same stuff, and that's part of being on the one seat. Is that it was a challenge. It wasn't easy. Is that you had to overcome something like Joel Embiid and Jokic, and you and only one of you wins. I, I 
I, I kind of like the way it was. I understand the drama. I would have been all right doing a little bit more positionless stuff with, I guess, guards and forwards a little bit more. Kind of like the way it was, not necessarily point guard, shooting guard, small forward. Get, get rid of all that stuff. But to lose the, the center stuff, I think, is is a mistake. Because what are we going to have, five guards next year? Like, like, is, that, is that what Could we be. want? Could be. It's probably going to be three centers. Maybe it will be. Is that is that better? It's gonna be it's gonna be Jokic. It's gonna be Embiid, and it's gonna be uh, Giannis. Right? Those are the three best guys in the league. I I don't know if if, if we were gonna go play, uh, you know, the or the aliens were gonna come come to us. You don't think those guys would be the starters? Yeah, no, they would. They would be. They would be. But right. So that that's that that's where the the situation is totally different than it was twenty years ago. Yeah. I think the idea was to try to spread it out and make sure every group got recognized. But now, I mean, you look at where these guys play, and you know, you, you look at uh, you look at LeBron. I think I, I don't know if it was this year because I was terrible at fantasy this year. But in the past, it's been, you know, he brings the ball up. He's not the size. He's not what you would you would look at and go, oh, that's a point guard. I mean, Mike Connolly, he looks and acts like a point guard all the time. But he, LeBron, had point guard as one of his designated positions. It's like, well. More than 50% of the time, he brings the ball up and he runs the offense. So it's just, I don't think it matters so much on the, this is your position, this is your role. I think they're they're much different than they used to be. I, I think it doesn't necessarily explain the, I guess it kind of does though. I I guess I just want to know position-wise, like where you ranked amongst, amongst other guys. Like, were you the best center this year? And, and this is kind of one way to decide it versus are you just the top five best players this year? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, well, it's I'm looking at the, I'm just looking at the other way where it's saying, "Hey, were you one of the top five players?" And then you look at, well, you weren't on All NBA First Team. It's like, well, four of the other guys I was better than because I took second in MVP voting, and I don't think a lot of people look at the MVP voting after who won. It's like, well, who? I don't even. This guy won the MVP that year. It's like, no, no, I was second both of those years. It's like, well, you were second All Team NBA, so you were like, I don't know, like. Six to ten, right? It's like no, I was second. I I would have I would have kept it the the way it is and just done with it forward, and it would have taken the same translation that it takes today of they're technically a center, they're technically not a center, but they are a center. Like there just has to be some sort of def- definition to it all. Leaving it so all undefined like this, I, I just I don't know if I want I don't want the top five players to just be the guys that scored the most, and maybe that's the way it is anyways, but. I, I just I like the idea knowing that I had to battle over someone else to become the best center in the league and that being on the all NBA first team means I was better at anyone else at this position. And that that means something. It means something you competed against a lot of other good talent, too. Like I if you're Giannis or you're Jokic or you're Embiid, one has got to be one. One has got to be two. and The other's got to be three. And yeah, it sucks. Maybe all three of you will be on the team in these certain rules. But in the past, that, that's uh, I just I, w- I wouldn't have made the change. It's fine, though. It's fine. You know, we all act like we care about all these awards, but we don't. I just more of when I say, if I'm reading off the resume of someone else saying, like, this guy was three times all, all NBA first team, like, that should really mean something. And I still think this will mean something. It's just going to mean something a little different. And that'll be an adjustment that we get to when we get to it. But sure, it's fine. Nobody cares about any of these records. It's just for us podcasters talking about all these hypotheticals that are never, ever going to happen, that we'll never, ever be able to prove, that are never, ever going to be finally decided. You know, the Jordan versus Kobe, the Shaq versus Chamberlain, this this stuff, 
this is the stuff we have to go by. And now I just feel like we're getting a different, I don't know, not necessarily blueprint, but a different uh, label on this or a different unit on this that, that just doesn't necessarily apples and oranges. And that's fine. Well, I hate to uh, I hate to break it to you, but in the in the 90s, they had a different three-point line than they do now for part of it. And at one point, they didn't even have a three-point line. So, you know, just, you'll be careful. You know, there, there have been changes in the past, and we have survived. So just want to make sure you're aware of that. Sure, but positionally-wise, that didn't change. I didn't change anything. It changed the way we played the game. But there's still a big guy, and there still was a little guy, right? Not, not playing the way these guys are playing. No, no, and certainly not in the physical physique shape of, of any of the guys playing in today's not, game. I don't think there's been a guy like Giannis that takes one dribble from half court and is dunking it. No, 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 no. I get it. I get it. I get it. Look, it's fine. It's, it's I'm not. I'm not actually caring about this. I just wouldn't have changed it. Like of all the changes, I think this was one that was fine the way it was. And if you think this is an improvement, sure, good for you. I'm not saying it's not an improvement, but I just wouldn't have changed it. I think some of it too has to do with uh, the in between guys. Someone like Jalen, uh, Jalen Brown, or Chris Middleton, where you look at it and it goes. Well, hey, this guy should have been on one of these teams, but didn't make it because his votes got split between whether he was a guard or a forward. It's like, well, now we're just getting silly with this. Like, if he's one of the best players, he's one of the best players. Just put him on, put him on the team. I think where it gets even harder too. So, it's hard just to put two guys from a team, right? But if you are one of the better teams, it kind of makes sense that maybe you should have two guys <laughs> because yep. it probably took two guys. <laughs> you know, like why should like a five seed have two guys? Like that doesn't make any sense. It should be. Well, higher seeds, the one and two seeds should have high seeds. So where Jalen and Tatum get on there, Drew and Giannis can get on there. Uh, Jokic is the only one where I don't think there's like a true number two on Denver that I could say, yeah, they should be even in the conversation. And and at two with Memphis, I think with so many injuries and jaw going in and out, that that's kind of a weird one. But I don't know if this helps teammates, but I do think that there should be an argument said that, you know, if you have like a top five record of the NBA, chances are you should probably have two guys that are all NBA. Just, just maybe, but we'll see how it all plays out. Is there, is there any other changes that have happened here? We're, we're well over an hour at this point. Uh, well, I'll, I'll go quick through through these. Uh, the one we were just talking about, uh, I kind of mentioned it before. You got to play at least sixty five games, but there's going to be conditions. So until that kind of comes out, you know, we'll see. Uh, there's going to be. It seems like it's going to be a, a second luxury tax. That if you go past that, they really didn't want to do a hard cap. So it's just. There are additional penalties if you're even higher than the than the the normal luxury tax, and so there's a bunch of things about mid-level exceptions, just real nerdy stuff that you really just got to be in the weeds and you know a Mike Zarin or something to get into that. Uh, yeah, just a lot of there will be a third uh, two-way contract player uh, allowed per team, and then really the one big thing that was not that is not going to be changed is the one and done rule. It seems like it was it wasn't that long ago. Like in the past five years, it was like, oh, next CBA, this is for sure. No, guys are coming right out of high school, and then this came out, and it took me a beat to even realize, hey, wait a minute, CBA, this is when this would happen. And nope, the uh, the, the players, uh, I think, might have, I don't know what they gave up, but said, yep, we would like to keep our jobs as uh, older players, and we do not get want to give them up to this younger crowd. I think that there's a little bit more of we also have this G League that is essentially made for all of this and where you have the, a chance to, to play and get paid as well as college is kind of another option right here. You got the NIL now. It's totally different than it was a few years ago. Tons of, tons of changes, tons of options. So I, 
I, I also think you're worried about high schoolers coming into all that. I think there's a you know, we're talking about work environments and you know these are grown adults right now having these sort of problems that we've talked about in this just this podcast. You want to throw in a couple of high schoolers that haven't even matured the slightest bit, throw sprinkle a little bit more money in front of them. I, I, I just think that there's distractions and drama that you don't you know, that is avoidable and you can put them off into college I, and make them that problem. You can put them off in the developmental league and make them that problem. You can travel internationally and make them their problem. All right. There. It doesn't necessarily have to be some poor young coaches GM problem. All right. We don't, we don't need any of that. Like, I don't need Missoula I, talking to a, to a high schooler. Cause he's like, yeah, I'm like five years older than you. You're probably the only coach in the NBA that can relate to him. It's just, it's a, it, it's a slippery I, I slope. I don't think the NBA has to worry right now, but uh, if the NIL continues, and it keeps getting higher and higher, there's going to be a chance that more guys are going to look at it and say, I can make more money staying in college than going, going to the NBA. And I'm wondering if that'll put pressure on the NBA to increase those uh, rookie contracts. Um, maybe. I think if you're good enough to be in the NBA, you'll be in the NBA. If you're not, go ahead. Make your money in the college. But if you're good enough to be in the NBA, you're going to be in the NBA. If you're not, you're not. Go ahead. Get no, your money. I'm, I'm saying if you can make more money in college than you could in the NBA. If you're that good, you're you're yeah, right. those are a whole bunch of irrelevant role players that'll never amount to anything. Sure. Those guys could stay in college. Nobody no NBA team's gonna be missing okay. that. I'm saying I'm saying in the next five years, it's just gonna be interesting. It might even happen in college football faster because the money is bigger there. And you get a somebody you got you the billionaire boosters in Texas that say, Hey, I, you can definitely you can go to the NFL, you can go deal with these non guaranteed contracts and these owners, you know, messing around. We will give you ten million dollars cash money right now if you agree that you're going to come back for another year. I think I'm not saying that it's for sure going to happen. I'm saying that it's a possibility, and it just it might force the NBA and the NFL to make changes that they didn't weren't going to have to make before when those players couldn't make any money. Not even worried in a little bit. And the thing is, if they wanted okay. to change it, they could change it, and they would end this in a second. If they wanted to destroy college and take every single player, they could. They've chosen not to. Just accept that. Your, your, little, destroy, not, your little, your little amateur college. sport gets to continue a little bit. You get to make another bet with me next year that'll probably embarrass me in three more times, and who knows? It's it's, it's fine. It's not going to go anywhere. But when the big bad NBA really wants to eliminate this, and they wanted all of that, and they wanted to swallow all of the money that is going into all that, they could, but they're just not going to. It's it's fine. It's a mutual relationship. It works like this. It's all right. They couldn't, they couldn't do it even if they wanted to. Oh, they so could. It wouldn't even be hard. It wouldn't Dude. even be hard. We just we just saw the uh, the WNBA or not the WNBA the uh, the women's uh, college final four had more viewers than any NBA game, and that amounts to money viewership. That's a good that's a big start. I, I mean, I what's guess the what? biggest thing that with the league the big the big push for the CBA is that the the, the new TV deal. Hey, right, guess what? And Miami Miami had a home game yesterday, and they didn't even sell out. <laughs> So, you know, what does that uh, tell you? But you know what? Everyone in love, Miami made so much more money for being on a Miami roster, I, more than any of the I other college love, guys. Even Haslam got love, it. I would love to jump on that uh, that bandwagon of Miami has terrible fans and because that is one of my favorite pastimes. But they actually uh, they had, like, serious flooding. I saw some of the videos. It, it was like the exit to get off to get there was one of those, hey, should – should I drive through there? This might literally take my car away. So I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt on this one. That's uh, unlikely. I'll, I'll give it to But my point being is, is that there are people that don't even care about this team, and yet they all these guys still get paid. If nobody cares about your college team, guess what? You're not going to get any money. There are tons of people that care 
But we could take them away. I'm just saying, you give them something else to care about, they could go away. I just, just, just pointing that out there. Nobody's ever not going to care about the heat. Or at least nobody's not going to care about the heat enough to stop paying them what they're paying them, right? They're going to get continuously get more money like the CBA has promised in progressive s- states at this thing. It's not going to be one big spike. But the college thing, it is going to be one giant spike right now, and then eventually it'll fizzle out. <laughs> the other thing is all these guys handed all this money to the college kids. They haven't gotten burned by one yet, or at least I haven't heard about it yet. It's coming. It's happening. There's scandals. What there's drama. There's something that's going to go wrong. You, it always goes wrong with something with money like this. It, it's, it seems like it's still new enough that I don't know what the drama will be about it, but who knows? Something, something will come out of all this. You can't give young people this much money and hope nothing happens. It's going to happen. I don't know what it's going to be, but there'll be some crazy story. It'll happen. They're the same age as the guys in the NBA. They're 22. Those are the guys that are sticking around in college for the NIL. Yeah, that's they, they're probably smart then. They're smarter than everyone then. They, 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 they have actual academic careers to pursue rather than just an athletic sport. I, I, think, it's, I think it's just way too simple to say, oh, these young, uh, these young kids could never handle money. Like, it's for sure going to be a problem. I, I don't know if it's they, they're going to handle money. I think it's just going to drive everyone older than crazy when they watch how they're spending their money and how they're enjoying their time and how much the how much we're seeing them do it. You know, we, we never see them and nobody cares. You're going to see them do it. That That's what gets under everyone's skin here. That's that's those old people's problems. Yeah, that's that's why that's why they're the Memphis TikToks, man. They they, they get they get your attention. And I, I didn't even care about it, but they keep getting my attention and I don't want to care about them, but they make me they make me angry. They just <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else for the CBA or uh, no? No, that, that's it. Uh, all right. I already threw out the notes here because we're we got you got bonus time today. You got an hour and ten minutes in already. It just started playing Ooh, the outro music. Look at that. We will be back again next Wednesday. We're going to be doing Wednesday for at least one more week. We got an upcoming trip where Zach and I are going to New Orleans to make a whole lot of bad decisions. That's that's about as much as I could tell you about it. I'm sure there'll be some stories after it. What is that, 13? Won't be mentioned on the podcast. <laughs> Hopefully we're able to record next Wednesday and it's not like, yeah, we lost someone. Or they didn't make it back from New Orleans. They're, they're still not here. Uh, side Ideally, note. Yes. Quick, 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 quick little side note here. Uh, HBO, Discovery, we knew the merge was coming. I didn't know it was going to be merged into some terrible name. Uh, Max Master? Is, is that, that? We're going with that? This is. It just, it's just Max. Just Max. Just Max. Jesus, what did, did Greg from Succession come up with this? Come on, do we get somebody, somebody making any money over here can make any good decision? Max? I don't know. I, don't I was like... just glad it wasn't Max Plus. Yeah, I. you know what? You're right. Did Somebody probably pitched that too, and they're like, no, nah, Max is just better. Uh, but what I wanted to get about is that I mentioned, I think maybe weeks, maybe months ago, that the Harry Potter, Harry Potter thing was renewed and they were going to recast it. You can confirm it now. All right, I wasn't crazy. It happened. It's HBO. It's going to be the Max and it's going to be a series in which they're going to go even deeper into the movies. Hopefully, we get more details and more things out of all of this. Uh, but now that it's officially confirmed and you're not looking at me like I'm crazy anymore, uh, thoughts on the, the reboot for Harry Potter real quick? Uh, I think they're going to do a, do a great job. It's definitely hard to cast uh, not just one child actor, but a whole bunch of child actors. But making it a, a series, I think that's what everyone has uh, has always wanted because people that like harry potter just they just want want more of it and it's still very popular and there's gonna be a whole new generation that'll watch it and then you'll find the books or vice versa so yeah i'm in 
I don't know the participation of who's involved and who's casting and who's doing all of this, but I know it's happening, and I know it'll be on whatever HBO Discovery Plus turns into, which is Max. Max. I don't know why I'm having a hard time saying that. It just, you know, and do you think it'll be Max by the time this thing, this series actually comes out? What, what if they rename it then? It's, get- it's, just, it's just such a familiar name. It's like, I know guys named Max. I, the, Max uh, is the dog from How the Grinch Stole Christmas. It's just... It's all the other ones are Paramount Plus. Yeah, it's like multiple syllables. This one's just Max. Well, I'm not excited. Max later. I'm not excited about the price increase for all of this as well. That's the other thing. Is I, I'm, we're gonna have less shows. We're gonna get introduced more shows that we never wanted, and we're gonna pay more money. Yeah. Yeah, I'm waiting to see how it all shakes out before I get angry. Yeah, it's fine. I'm still enjoying Succession, so I'm just gonna ride the waves of being like, "Yep, good HBO, high quality television." This is the price it pays. This is, it's worth it. It's I've I've enjoyed it. It's been it's been fun. Sully get you. Uh, anything else you want to add for the people out there? Celtics are playing the Atlanta Hawks at three thirty on Saturday. I have no idea where I'll be watching it. Uh, I think that's going to be a nice little little wrinkle for the for the weekend. But go sees. Go sees. We'll be back next Wednesday. Thank you as always for listening, and we'll have some crazy stories for you that we're never going to share with anyone, ever. We'll be back. Little column A, little column B.